What's up, guys? It's your boy Scheme back in the building to let you know that we are finally on YouTube. Yes, we are on the tube. We're going to be creating a lot of video content and releasing it shortly. So please remember the handle, real simple, at Ishan Skeen, or in the search, look for Talking at Ishan Skeen, and we'll pop up. Once you see that red microphone, you know what to do. Like, follow, and of course, subscribe. So look out for us, YouTube. We're in the building. Take care, guys. Peace. Welcome back to another episode of Talking at Ishan Skeen Podcast. We are on location. Yes, indeed, on location for the first time ever. Hopefully of many. But we're here in Fleet Feet at the beautiful store here in uh, Westfield, New Jersey. Ish, we're on the road. How you feeling? I feel good. We're not in Treetop Studios today, but it's okay. I feel good. New location, new energy, new guest, new yes. vibe. Yes, guest number two. So we're here, number one. I can feel the coolness instead of the heat <laughs> in our studio. <laughs> <laughs> so before uh, I introduce our guest, give you a little intro. So my guy Dennis here is a two-time Boston Marathon finisher. Last year, he completed the 2002 marathon in two hours and 44 seconds. This year, in about two Mondays from now, he'll be competing in his third Boston Marathon, which he wants to beat that record. And then later on this year, in 2023, he'll be traveling to Berlin, Germany wow. to compete in that marathon and hopefully beat whatever number he puts up in Boston, or if not, his record, which is 244. So Dennis, welcome. You are our second guest. How are you doing today, bud? Thank you. Feeling good? Yeah. Good? Yeah. Awesome, man. We're ready to rock and roll. Today we're going to be talking about sneaker technology, what shoe to be wearing when you're uh, actually performing instead of hanging out and doing all the shenanigans that some of you, my people out there, the Jordan lovers, Air Max lovers, we're not talking about <laughs> that. We're talking about true sneaker technology, and that's what we're going to talk about as well. Other things we're going to talk about is our 5K training program. Um, one thing that I'll just bring up to mind with Aisha is usually we'll release this on a Wednesday, but because this is the week that the uh, 5K training program will start, this podcast will release on Monday. Oh, that's so news I, to me. There it is. <laughs> keeping, it, keeping it nice. So, Ish, man, I know she, she prepared. She was waiting for this one to, to happen. So... Fire away. So I'm not even going to dive into my questions right now, um, but because you mentioned people going after the Jordans, the Nikes, and all of that for fashion, um, I did come here to the Fleet Feet in Westfield, and I did try my fitting. I did the scan of my foot with Oscar, and my man over here, as I mentioned in the last podcast, <laughs> now I wear normally a size 6 in kids, and an eight in women's. Uh -huh. This man put me in a size nine women's, had me looking like Bigfoot. He brought out these sneakers that look like pillows. But let me tell you something. I was trying to go after the fashion and the look. After I put the shoes on, I realized how comfortable they are and how much, um, just how much better it is to actually put your foot into something that is good for you instead of just for fashion needs. Um, so that was a dope experience. If you haven't done that, you should definitely come check them out because it was definitely worth it. So shout out to you guys. Thank you for that uh, opportunity. Cool. That's awesome. Um, Dennis, yeah. I want to know what, how did you get into running? What made you go down that avenue? 
So uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, um, I needed something to do after school um, between like uh, school ending and football practice in the off season. So I had like two hours to kill. And my friend was like, join the track team. You could throw shot put. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 145 pounds. That's the like, first thing that came to my head. Dude, he was like, you put. could throw shot put. It would give you something to do. Not between even the javelin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went to the first meet. I, I threw the shot put, and the head coach took me to the side. And he said, if you want to be on our team, you have to um, participate in something that's actually going to, like, provide, um, like, a benefit to the team. So he made me start sprinting. Um, and then I became a sprinter on our track team. Um, and then from there, started to see some, some like, achievements in, in like, sprints and then mid-distance. And then eventually... Um, as I graduated and had more downtime, I started getting into distance running. Um, and that's kind of where I began. And where I am now, it took, like, so you mentioned, like, um, the two Boston marathons right. I ran. Mm -hmm. I ran my first marathon in 2019. So it took me about four years now to get to the level I am. So it's, it's like a slow process and a slow build. Um, so that's where I started and where I am now. So I started as a shot putter and now I'm a long distance runner. Yeah. That's dope. But see, even you saying that it took you four years to get to where you are, that's intimidating because Oscar here is making me do this 5K mm -hmm. and I'm only starting, what, two months in advance to prepare for it. I'm not a runner. Mm -hmm. So it's very intimidating for me. I don't know how to run. Um, I'm trying my best and, you know, I'm going through the strides uh, just to, you know, right. incline yeah. slowly but surely. What advice do you have for people who are just getting started? Exactly what we just kind of said. It's a slow process and it's a slow build. And you can set goals, but you have to set achievable goals. Um, and know, like, you're, you're not going to, um, like, go out there on day one and run, like, even, you're not even going to go out there and run a 5K. Mm -hmm. Like, you, this is couch to 5K. So... I looked at our training um, session for the first two weeks, mm -hmm. and our first run is going to be 20 minutes with one minute of running, one minute of walking, interval style. So, oh, nice. Yeah. It's a slow process, um, and you just have to be patient. Like, basically, that's where... And a lot of people put barriers um, in their way. So me and Oscar fit people who are trying to get into running all the time. And the first thing they want to say is, I'm not a real runner, or I'm just a walker, or, um, yeah, basically they're setting hurdles where there doesn't need to be hurdles. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be willing to push yourself, um, be patient, and be open-minded, and, like, everyone's a runner. You, if you look at, if you go to, like, a major marathon from start to finish and look at everyone crossing the finish line... Everyone's different shapes and sizes, so yeah, that's what I would say. And then just to put it all together, right? Normally, if you if you start lifting weights or working out, right after the first day, the next day you're gonna feel soreness. The second day is even more sore. But do you stop? No, no. keep working out, right? Because mm -hmm. you're gonna go through those processes. So at the beginning, you might get some aches and pains because your body is saying, "All right." what is going on here yeah. why are you running bro mm -hmm. or why are you working out so it takes time for your body to get adjusted now if the pain prolongs then there's something wrong 
And that's, once again, we go back to wearing the right shoe, wearing the right technology, wearing the right size, 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 because that's the whole key. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, D, you're absolutely right. Give yourself, don't look at the ultimate goal, it's in your case, to run the 5K. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy that journey. You know what I mean? Now, let that minute walk, run like that, that minute run is going to seem like it's Forever. five minutes. Yeah. But in reality, it's one minute. And then that one minute walk is going to be so quick because you're back to it. But that's progression. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's exactly because, yeah. like D said, when people come in here, barriers right, I'm not a runner. Yeah, but the amount of pressure that you put on your feet mm -hmm. just by walking, taking the stairs instead of taking the elevator, take the stairs, you're putting a lot of pound per square inch on the joints. Yeah. And if you're not wearing the right shoe, proper shoe, the whole nine yards, then you're just uh, helping yourself out with the aches and pains, mm -hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. No, it's good to know. And I know because you emphasize the shoe size. Last time you told me 85% of women wear the wrong shoe size. Uh, I'm going to have to curtail that a little bit because okay. as we help people out and people get educated more and more, hopefully the percentage comes down. The only thing is the sad part about it is when we get young women in here. Why? Between the ears, right? It's always between the ears. So when they come in here, let's say if, it, if a girl happens to be 5'10 mm -hmm. or 5'9 and most likely all her friends are 5'2, 5'1, barely. Okay, I see where you're going They wear that. small shoes, so all of a sudden you're, you're the odd one because you're tall mm -hmm. and you're young, so you're probably in some way, shape, or form getting made fun of. So then they'll be like, oh, no, I don't wear that. No, I wear seven and a half, so on and so forth. So now you crush your feet. And that's where the trauma starts. Okay, right? but... And we see, talked about that in the past, but get What about in my case, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was always under the assumption, okay, I wear a size eight in women's because for me, that's what fit comfortably for me. And that's, you know, what we're used to, I guess, growing up. You just, you check, see if your toe is at the front or if you have space. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have enough space, but I don't really think of the surrounding areas right. or so, the, the heel and all that. So mm -hmm. what do you... So when we're fitting a customer for a shoe, the first thing I like to tell them is regardless of when we scanned your foot and we talked about your raw foot size, um, say you were like a 7.4, so we round up to a 7.5 and then another half size to an 8. Regardless of your foot size or what shoe we bring out, you want to thumbnails with the space between your longest toe and the front of the shoe. Interesting. So most of the time, I don't even show a customer the size of the shoe until the end, and then they're surprised with what size they are. Mm -hmm. And I would say when it comes to people being in the wrong shoe size, it's both genders. A lot of men are in the wrong size shoe too. Um, people are just in a running shoe. You go up a half size from what you traditionally wear. So if you're if if you're being fit for running shoes for the first time or you don't have a background in running, um, it may catch you by surprise. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely does. Um, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's interesting information. I mean, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, come get your foot scanned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good information. <laughs> Unless you're trying to... <laughs> you want to avoid getting on bunions. <laughs> Not only that, but if, you, <laughs> if you're training the... You know, <laughs> like you are fat or something. Actually, you know what's funny? In high school, there was this girl. Here not going to name her names. And I'm telling my Drop head. the names, Oscar. No, I'm not dropping names. But you know who you are. But that was it. Like all her sneakers will lose shape. Like if your sneakers like this, right? For those guys that are watching us. 
if your sneaker is like this and it loses this shape and now becomes a bullet, guess what? You're wearing the wrong size. And that's where all her sneakers used to be. It was just the weirdest thing. It looked like a bullet. D, D know what I'm talking about. D knows. Like, we just look at the shape. And, then, and for some reason, like if you're, I'm going back to that young lady, if you're 5'10 and you're wearing a 7 and a half, it just doesn't equate. Because you're tall, you have to have balance. The platform is the one that grows first, and then you go up. What if she has small feet for no, real? No, no, There's no way. Have you ever? I mean, 5'10 or 5'9 and, and bear like a size 6. I can't think of thing, uh, situations off the top of my head, but... Probably. I mean, yeah. there's men who are like 6'5", 300 pounds. Space you, right now. You no, measure their foot and right. they're like a, a size 10 C width, um, which doesn't match up. So I would say. No. Oscar's in thought right now. No, because like, for example, everyone that, we've, that I've come across so far, like the one that had the meltdown because she needed a size 10, but she was wearing an eight and a half. She was about 5'9". There's no way you're you're gonna well you know whatever it is what it is but sometimes it's just in between the ears unfortunately yeah hmm. you know interesting but yeah <laughs> sorry let's talk technology D so what makes what makes a Brooks running shoe or any running shoe that we have on this wall what makes it different than your Air Max than your so if somebody's watching like yeah I got I got the Air Max mind you we're not talking Pegasus or Lumero or anything like that. But what, what, in your history, what makes the difference between like an Air Max shoe or Air Max 2009, whatever Air Max collection you want to have compared to a Brooks Asics or uh, any other shoe? I'm not super familiar with lifestyle shoes, and I know Air Max used to be a running shoe. Mm -hmm. But I would say in, a, in the running shoes we carry, like the Brooks line or even our Nike line now, um, you're going to find a squishier cushion that's going to have more energy return. Um, you're going to find like a roomier toe box, a more breathable upper. Um, so I would say that the shoes that you'll find in a running store are going to be more performance oriented. Um, and going in to be fit for running shoes is going to be the most important part. Um, because every, even in the Brooks line, they make like eight or nine different shoes. Each one is going to have a different sensation. Each one is going to have a different experience on their foot. So, um, yeah, I would say you really have to try different shoes on and, and figure out what you like and don't like in a shoe, um, as opposed to taking word of mouth. Right. We know certain brands are being suggested very heavily right now. Um, and people like to just order online based off ads and feeds. Um, but it's best to come into like a brick and mortar store, be fit by a professional try different brands on and figure out what works best for you. That's awesome. Every, like yeah, every brand makes like a great running shoe, um, but everyone has personal preferences. Like I'm an Asics guy, you tend to like uh, like Nike. Um. <laughs> <laughs> for the fashion Oscar? No, actually no, but, but these right. So like for example, all my people out there with the Air Maxes and, and you're running in them and stuff like that, just compare that Air Max to a Timbaland. That's basically what you're running in. Because, like, number one... In the running world. In the running world, right. So think about it. Just flexibility, breathability. Um, like, if you ever had a Air Max cushion, Air Max is just like a balloon filled up to the brim, and it kind of bounces. But it's a hard pressure, too. Right, exactly. It's not like it's these you know soft, cushiony... Now, I'm not saying Nike doesn't make 
good shoes to run in because I, I mean I see Nike shoes here. Right, like I I go uh, Nike Pegasus is one of my favorite shoes of all time. Brooks Glycerin, Nimbus uh, Asics Nimbus. Uh, now they're up to the twenty five. That's one of my favorite running shoes of all time. So yeah, there's a difference. There's a a huge difference. Like when people come in here. They'll be like, oh, I hate Nike, Nike, but Nike's not for you because your feet tend to roll in, so it gives you no stability whatsoever, blah, 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 so on and so forth, getting into those mechanics of, uh, of foot technology. And not only that, but combined with sneaker technology, now you have a, a great freaking fit. So just think about that to all my people in the hood. Um, <laughs> so if you running in Air Maxes and, and you kind of, your feet are hurting, yeah, I already know why. You know what I'm saying? Not because the Nike shoe sucks, it's because you're running in the wrong Nike shoes if you want to keep it with the swoosh. If not, great selection here. Come through. Say what's up to my man, be nice. Say what's up to the professor. And uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah, so good stuff. On the, hit him with another one. On the terms of technology, mm -hmm. so, you know, looking at the options that you guys have here. Um, with the Oscar, I mean, with the, uh, with the Oscar. With the shoe that Oscar for, first brought out to me, it was, it had the biggest sole I ever seen. Looked like a high heel shoe. It was worse than that. If you're watching, it was worse than that. It was definitely not a Bondi. Right? So, so this is a Hoka Bondi that all the nurse community is wearing. <laughs> um, but it wasn't this shoe. I, I think it was the, um, the New Balance V. The V more. The more V4? The more V4, that's what it was. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. It looked crazy. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, it's for comfort and all that. But between that and then the ones that have practically no sole, what is the difference between them? I was curious about that. I mean, for someone who doesn't know anything about this. So we talked about different sensations and experiences. Mm -hmm. And we have customers that come in and they like a minimalist shoe, which would be like uh, a shoe where you can really feel the ground. You can feel your foot flex. Um, and then we can have a max cushion shoe like the More V4, which is literally the most cushion shoe you can get in a New Balance. That's why it's called the More. Um, and someone might lean towards that shoe if they're like, for example, I run 70 miles a week. Um, 70 miles? Yeah, my feet, my feet hurt, my she legs hurt. She's trying to do one mile. Down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look who's talking. <laughs> Yeah, so you may want that shoe on a day where you really feel like crap. You don't want to go out and run. Um, you just don't want to feel the road. You don't want to feel your feet. Um, those those shoes are also used by for lifestyle or by nurses or people who are on their feet all day working the sales floor. Mm -hmm. um, but and that's the thicker sold ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for the most part, like here on the table, we have two excellent shoes to demonstrate. Mm -hmm. So this is the Glycerin Full Max shoe. Um, I'm not getting paid, man. I'm just playing. <laughs> but this is the Brooks Glycerin full cushion shoe, smooth transition from heel all the way to the ball of the foot, right? So that would be a, a shoe that you would normally categorize as your marathon type of shoe, half marathon type of shoe, right? Right next to it, you have this bad boy, which is the Hyperion Tempo. The name sometimes give it away, Tempo, fast, speed shoe, right? So compare this shoe to this shoe, number one, you'll see the obvious is the... Right? The design on that one kind of reminds me of the Nike Roche, the Roche runs. Oh, God. Yeah. But no, just to bring it back, it's just full cushion nice. shoe. This is going to be more of a speed shoe. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, you're going to have some type of crash pad here to minimize if you're a heel striker, but it's going to be firm on the ball of the foot for speed and explosion. 
So this is a sneaker you might want to train in. Now, obviously, some elite runners, like yourself, because I'll, I'll categorize you as that, my guy, um, they might run on this because they just feel fast that day and they just want to PR for the most part. But traditionally, just by speaking with D, this is a speed shoe. So it's on his days where he just wants to build up that endurance. Quick, quick hit. Like you're, if you're running 100s, 400s, just to train yourself for those long distances, this would be the shoe for you. So you'll see them, they kind of cool, like, oh yeah, but there's a reason and rhyme for every shoe that um, that's on the market. That's dope. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Loving this information, guys. So far, so good. Teaching me stuff, I yeah, don't know. You already know. Okay, hit him with another one. What are, and I guess, oh, steering away from technology, but what are some like best practices, whether it's like on a day-to-day -day basis, especially for someone like you who runs 70 miles a week, day-to-day um, -day basis, weekly basis, whatever it is, what are some best practices that you like to follow that keep your stamina up and keep you going in the running world? So I personally have a, a running coach and he like makes my schedule for every week. So all I know is I open up an app and it has everything planned out because a lot of times if you put yourself in charge of your workouts, mm -hmm. you're going to say today I'm going to run five miles and then next thing you know you only ran three miles or you skipped your run yeah so having something to hold you accountable whether it's a coach or putting a race on the calendar or like a goal like the the big run we have coming up those things are going to hold you accountable where if you're kind of in charge of your own fitness it may be raining outside and you're like i'm not going outside it's raining today mm -hmm. but if my coach took the time to put a run in my calendar with set paces and a workout then I owe it to him to at least go out there and try my best. Mm -hmm. uh, some other, if you're going to go at it on your own, there are some general rules to stick by for running, and some of them would be like um, finding your max heart rate, which would be 180 minus your age. That will give you your max heart rate. So anytime you're running, if you have a fancy watch like an Apple Watch, mm -hmm. you would pay attention to your heart rate zone and try not to go beyond your max heart rate. Um, that's basically saying like keep your easy runs easy and on days you have a workout that's when you're going to work hard and some other rules will be like never increase your mileage by more than 10 percent per week so a lot of people get injuries and it's because they get excited and they start doing too much too fast it's going to be a slow build you're going to increase your mileage maybe by two to three maybe five miles a week in the beginning of the the 5k training program you may be at seven miles a week by the end you're probably going to be close to 15. right so sticking by those rules um accountability people that was that was it it's accountability is having somebody so he doesn't want to let his coach down mm -hmm. now and it comes hand in hand right like if you buy a treadmill at home and it's sitting there there's nobody holding you accountable to get on get your butt on that treadmill mm -hmm. right so that's why treadmills become clothes racks Yep. Dog walkers. It's perfect time that he right. said that because, what was it, yesterday I added all you guys to the iOS fitness challenge. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is, I don't know. So I saw one of my friends, she posted it not too long ago. Don't look at my stats because I did terrible today. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Right, I got seven days though. All right, yeah, so she was posting it and I'm like, you know what? Let me get into this. Uh, maybe it'll help me, you know, actually reach my goal. I've been working out consistently since uh, January and I'm not seeing the results that I want to see. Right. So I'm like, let me try this. Maybe if I 
quote unquote compete with other people right. um that's me holding myself accountable like okay if they're taking the time out and willing to do this competition against me then it'll make me go out there and do what i gotta do to try to be on top right but then it'll help me attain the goals that i want to attain right. but you also gotta understand right if you just started working out in january mm -hmm. right so what we're four months in yeah give or take yeah how many years were you not working out so all I'm saying is in four months, you're trying to catch up for 18, 20 years of your life. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So that's why, how long did it take you to get to that from the first qualifier that, that you ran? That, that uh, How long did it take you? You said four years or seven years, you said, or something to get to that elite level? Well, I ran my first marathon in 2019. Right. I qualified for Boston doing it. Right. Um, but to get to that number where you're like, dude, I'm kicking ass right now. Oh yeah. So how long it took you that process? Training, how many years? Training for that first marathon, I was maxing out like forty-five to fifty miles a week. Mm -hmm. Jeez. I was like, yeah, I was. <laughs> but how many years did it take you to get to that point where you're like, dude, I'm now I'm, I'm, four, I'm four years into right. it. See, so yeah. four years in. And I know I, I think for me, months. like I put it in my head, like okay, this is how I want to see myself, and I'm right. not seeing that yet. So I'm like, I will good say good it. To train, uh, the typical marathon cycle is 16 to 20 weeks. So if you wanted to run New York City Marathon, you could do it. Like, yeah. Yeah, see, her face is already, no, barriers, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, right? If you get is. a coach and you, and you really are dedicated, it, you, in 20 weeks, you'll be surprised. You, yeah. you can run a marathon, no problem. Because just me, I never ran a marathon. Never, mm -hmm. and I never will, because I don't want to. But the longest I ever ran was 17 miles. And the straight? Point, straight. But we stopped to get water. Yeah, yeah, stuff, but still. You know, when you're running in the city, you know, at that time water fountains wasn't open because it was sort of still winterish. Mm -hmm. So you had a key locations to stop and drink water, right? Or go to the bodega and get water real quick. But that being said, 17 miles is 17 miles. So when I share that story, like I shared it with him, it's like, dude, you're almost there. Mm -hmm. But it's just that maybe one day I will. Who knows? But for right now, that to get to that half marathon, it took a while, man. Mm -hmm. There were some days where I was out there when it was polar vortex time. I've seen D run in the rain. It's raining. He's out, yo. How many miles are you running? Seven. See, but I'm not saying that, you know, I am doubting myself and I can't get myself there. I think for me, the biggest thing is my breathing. I don't know how to control my breathing. And I find myself to begin breathing heavily right. within the first few seconds. And I'm like, wow, like I can't, you know, keep up with that. And I don't know, like, do you have recommendations as far as like breathing exercises or stop breathing fast? Sure. Yeah, but how? Time, just how? Messing with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any specific breathing exercises. There's a book called, um, I think it's called Running Through Meditation. Doing I, a lot of promo here. I read that book. It's only like 60 pages, <laughs> and that gave me some good tips on on uh, breathing while running. Um. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would say, honestly, with running, everyone, people come in there, they're like, I heel strike, my gait's messed up, I do this, I do that. The thing is with running, it's like, just do what's natural to you. It's when you start to try and switch things and consciously like place your foot this way or breathe that way or move your arms this way. That's when like you start getting injured or, or like not enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. Just like I, I, to me, right, and, and believe me, I. Just giving it thought right now when you guys are talking about breathing. I remember back then it was just little things that you do. Like if you run with music like I do, you don't run with music, right? No. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you run with headphones in? Yes. 
Try running without headphones. It sounds crazy. Like, how could you run 20 minutes without headphones? I tried that the other day, and I absolutely suffered. And you just... Yes. You hear the more you do it, the better it's going to be, and the more meditative the run's going to be. It's, it sounds bizarre, but, like, being alone with your thoughts for 20 minutes while you're suffering while running, it, it's, it's therapeutic. And the thing is, with headphones in, and... When I used to run with headphones, you can really hear yourself breathing. Really? Yeah. I never really paid attention to that. Yeah. Oh no, I mean, I mean, I, that's a great, that's a great point. But other people will find different things. Like for example, myself with music, to control my breath, I started singing to whatever I was listening to. So that keeps you in the rhythm. Depending mm-hmm. on the music that you see, sing. I could sing to it mentally, but if I'm trying to actually sing to it, oh, I'm dead. Right. No, but here's the thing, right? Too, if, if you're listening to a fast beat song, mm-hmm. you're gonna run a little faster than normal. If you're listening to a nice, that's why sometimes when I make my list, when, I'm, when I used to run the, the halves, I would strategically place them when I know I needed that extra. So The boost. Yeah, so when Rihanna would come on. Oh, boy. Boom, I was gone, for real. And it was a boost. But you're absolutely right. You got to find your niche, though, whatever mm-hmm. works for you. Like in his case, no headphones. He yeah. just likes to listen to to his own rhythm. I sing songs in my head. But right, he does. Some yeah. of the songs he sings are that's, a, that's <laughs> another podcast. You know what I mean? But no, you, absolutely, you have to find your own rhythm. And it's something, like I said, man, you're just starting out and you'll find your rhythm and stuff. Don't try to put too much on your pressure. I mean, too much on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the ride. You yeah. know what I mean? And any question, if your body tells you, hey, something's going on, pay attention to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you come to the training, when we start the Big Run training program, You'll see what we recommend is like when you're we're trying to find like your easy pace, mm-hmm. your easy pace is going to be your conversational pace. So that's being able to run with a partner or your friend and be able to have a conversation with them while you're running. So being able to talk to your friend about your day, about work, about some story, something that happened to you at the grocery store, that's how you're going to find your easy pace. If you're running and you're trying to talk to your friend about something and you're just out of breath, mm-hmm. then you just need to slow down because you're running too fast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we're gonna get um, we're gonna take a little commercial break because you know the sponsors, <laughs> but we're definitely gonna dig deep and dive in into the 5K training program and breaking it down. What to expect when you do um, sign up any day now, but it's happening. Um, and this Clock week is ticking, guys. Yep. Clock sign is up. Ticking. So we'll be right back after these short commercial breaks. What's up, guys? It's your boy Skeen from Talking to Aisha and Skeen Podcast to let you know that I have convinced Aisha, <laughs> Aisha, to lace up those sneakers and come train with us. So join us for the most exciting 5K training program of the year. The Big Run 5K training program is presented by Brooks, Michelob Ultra, and our friends at Fleet Feet. This 5K training program will have you ready to conquer 3.1 miles just in time for the big run on Global Running Day, which will take place June 7th, 2023. Chase down personal goals, make new friends, and cross the finish line with plenty of smiles and high fives along the way. Sign up today, guys. Go to thebigrun.fleetbeat.com. All participants will receive a shirt, exclusive demos, samples, and giveaways finish your prizes, and much more. So once again, the Big Run 5K training program presented by Brooks, Michelob Ultra, and our friends at Fleet Feet. Sign up today. We'll see you out there. Believe me, we will cross the finish line together. Take care, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Welcome back. We are back here at Fleet Feet, Westfield, New Jersey. 
homeless specialty running shop. And uh, basically, we're going to talk about 5K training program that uh, Brooks, Michelob Ultra, Fleet Feet is doing their magic here. Uh, this is the big run, big fun run, and uh, it takes place. Well, running day is June 7th, but here, because June 7th falls on a Wednesday, uh, the Fleet Feet locations here in North Jersey are going to run it on June 10th. June 10th. Thank you, Ish. I appreciate it. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> At 6 p.m. 6 p.m.? Mm -hmm. That's the, late. I thought it was in the morning. The but store, remember, I'm not finishing until 10 p.m. <laughs> it's going to be dark out. The store is going to close um, early. <laughs> We're going to have a big party after where all the Fleet Pete stores are going to meet here. It's going to be sponsored by Brooks and Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Yep, I love it. So, Dee's going to break it down from the beginner's um training session and all that good stuff, all that information that you guys were probably asking Ish and mm -hmm. myself um, and all that hesitation that you had, guys had. Ish, I think, feels a little bit more comfortable now. A little bit, yeah. I told you guys, I'm scared, I'm nervous. I've never done this before, but talking to these guys right now is putting my mind at ease a little bit. Still feel like I'm going to need an inhaler, but we're going to get through this. Listen, and... if you're slow, you're going to run with me. <laughs> if you want to be fast and try to be elite status, you're gonna be with him. And then we got a few, a few different uh, fleefy people that run at different levels. So, yep. so sign know. up. Let's do this together. Go, dig, guy, man. Take it away, brother. Okay, so it's gonna be an eight-week training program, um, two days a week in person, Thursdays and Saturdays. Thursdays is gonna be six thirty p.m. starting from the store. Saturdays at at nine a.m. Uh, with the in-person coaching, and I'll go over, I'll go over the uh, the beginner training. We have the first two weeks already um, in the books here, so it's going to start off with the first day being a very easy walk or cross train. Then the Tuesday is going to be a twenty-minute uh, run walk session, so one minute on, one minute off. Uh, Wednesday is going to be a rest day, or you can go for that twenty-minute walk or cross train. Cross training would be considered like doing any kind of core work, exercises, yoga, weightlifting, anything um, besides running. So cycling, swimming, whatever you like to do in your spare time. Thursday is gonna be the first in-person session and that's gonna be a 20 minute run, one minute on, one minute off. Friday is gonna be a rest day. Rest days are very important. Uh, that's gonna be your recovery day. And then Saturday is going to be the same thing, a 20-minute, one-minute-on-one-minute-on, one-minute-off walking session, uh, with Sunday being another rest day optional or cross-trained session. Right, so um, just going through the week right there, two days if you want to join the Fleet Feet family here, it will be Thursdays and Saturdays in here. Mm -hmm. The rest of the days, once again, we're talking about account accountability, so those days would be on your own, or if you want to team up with me and Ish somewhere, like on a Wednesday or something like that, that it doesn't conflict with the uh, Thursdays and Saturdays, we can definitely do that. Um, but it's accountability, so you got to put a little bit of your own uh, seasoning into this training program. So, yeah, yeah, Eddie. I would say, so at our location, we have seven people signed up, not including you guys, so that would make nine. And... On days that we don't meet in the store, I would encourage you guys to like have each other's phone numbers, uh, communicate with each other, maybe meet up at a local park, mm -hmm. or just check in and see how everyone's doing. Uh, 
And I mean, you guys already have our contact. So even if you want to come into the store and you're like, oh, I don't want to go unless Ish goes or unless Oscar goes, just hit us up and see what's going on. If you want to meet somewhere, let us know. Listen, man, come in here no matter if me and Ish are here or not, man. The family here is going to treat you right. They're going to be respectful. They're going to make sure that they're going to guide you, put you in the right um, mode mentally for you to be okay and uh, help you succeed on, on that uh, goal of achieving that 5K that you're looking for, right? So, D, um, you mentioned something about, what was it? What was the CASA program? Yeah. Yep. So, we are, we're also partnering with CASA for this Big Run 5K training program. So, all proceeds are going to them. And if you're not familiar with CASA, they're the court-appointed special advocate program for New Jersey. And we're working specifically with the, the North Jersey-based CASA. And what they do is they help um, get an advocate for a foster care kid. So the advocate's goal is to find the kid a forever home nice. in, the, in, in the courts. So our goal in, in Fleet Feet, North Jersey here is to raise enough money to pay for one advocate for one, one kid in our community. Nice. Okay. So that's, that's cool. also a goal here. So we can keep that in mind when registering and, and throughout training. And I know also you had mentioned that, um, you know, coming here to do the trainings and stuff like that, um, there are going to be sponsors. Uh, could we just, yeah, just dive into that? Yeah, just some of those sponsors. That okay. So throughout the training process, we're also going to be supported by the vendors we work with. So the vendors would be like shoe brands or sock brands and also insole brands or insert brands. So the first day, the first session is gonna be supported by Carhu. They're a shoe brand that works specifically with Fleet Feet. And what these shoe brands are gonna offer are demo shoes, tech behind their shoes, and just general support both in the store and on the road while you're running. Uh, these brands are also gonna pay for some happy hours and some refreshments. Indeed, so. Post just, run. Right, so what D is saying is just like if, if uh, New Balance is here, Carhu, Whatever the brand is, they're going to have a selection of shoes for you to try on your run. So even if you come in with your <laughs> Air Maxes <laughs> and then you want to try, you want to run in, let's say, New Balance because New Balance is here that day, you can give it a shot. It might turn your whole world around and make that process a little bit easier for you to compete for yourself because you're going up against yourself on this 5K training program. So that's awesome as well. So that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Gives you a chance to try out shoes without having to, you know, pay out of pocket for them, see what you like and don't like. Test by the end of the train, yeah, by the end of the training program, you may find your own taste in shoes. And that'd be good. And also too, uh, like we mentioned in the past too, if you listen to this podcast <laughs> and you do register, obviously, because you'll be here, you know what I mean? You get an opportunity to partake in a nice little 15% coupon that Fleet Feet has uh, done for our uh, podcast. Yes, so sir. please take advantage of that. There's a lot of good stuff. Like I said, man, Fleet Feet family, Brooks, Michelob Ultra, and the rest of the vendors that are going to show up throughout the training session, they're going to show a lot of love, man. So, you know what I mean? Uh, come through, do your thing, and, and we're here to guide you in every way, shape, or form. Yes, Did you sir. have another question? Um, honestly, I think I'm good on, like, as far as the information goes, you know, just knowing what the training entails and stuff. Like I said before, you know, you guys kind of put my mind at ease, just understanding it better. Um, and if you guys have any other questions, you know, feel free to reach out. If I can't answer it, I'll definitely relay it to Oscar. Um, get those questions answered for you. Just want you guys to register and come out here with us. 
Right, so a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of activities are going to be here. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, if you guys register, which I know you will, at the end of this uh, journey, we can sit down and laugh and share some of our stories and some of our fears that we had to get to, the, to that finish line um, and just share a lot of stuff. And hopefully, years down the road, it was something that maybe D or a conversation that you had with Ish or myself helped you spark that uh, spark that you needed in order to compete and continue competing. I know some of you will catch the bug and go from a 5K to a 10K to a 10-miler. <laughs> to, to, and that's how it happened yeah. to me, to a half marathon and even probably competing in the New York uh, Marathon. Here's one thing I wanted to mention, though. For, you, for the runners that run, they know. But for the ones that don't, in order to get to run Boston, mm -hmm. you just can't sign up and be like, I'm here like the New York City Marathon. Boston, unless you do charity, right? You have to qualify. So when you run Boston, that's a little... That's a little when he said that before, I'm like, qualify? What is he talking about? Right, exactly. Because you don't sign up and be like, all right, I'm here. <laughs> no, you have to qualify. So those are one of those fancy, prestigious marathon runs <laughs> that you have to qualify for. So that's big, man. So that's kudos to oh. you and stuff because I know this is your third time doing it. That's awesome. Um, Dee, you had any questions? Like... What, what, what do you have in mind that you might want or to advice ask or anything. Or advice or anything? Uh, last thing I want to highlight about specifically the big run is the, the big run 5K. It's not necessarily a race. It's a celebration of the eight-week training program. It's going to be more casual, so there's not going to be any kind of on your market set go. There, it's, it's a celebration of all the work you guys put in to the training program. So I want to keep that in mind. And you can use this this eight week training block to sign up for another race, um, a couple of weeks after the big run. Right. So think of this as like your training session to get in shape for a bigger goal in the summertime, is what I would say. No, that's awesome. Nice. That's, a, yeah. that's a great point because I was thinking I'm gonna get East to run the 10K in Queens. Yeah, he hit me up with that, and <laughs> right away I'm like, oh, I'm about to block this guy. <laughs> but here's the funny thing, right? So our run here will be June 10th. Mm -hmm. That Queens run is the next weekend. Yeah, definitely not. For she, me. D, truth. She'll be ready for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have I'm to telling see. you. It's crazy. But if, I, if I make it through no, a lot. No, the thing is, is like, <laughs> let's say, for example, you make it. We just can't show up to Queens. By that time, it'll be sold out. Mm -hmm. But you'll be surprised. We can do it just to do it, to prove to yourself that, oh, my God, you were right. I could have done it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's crazy, but D is absolutely right. When you train, you kind of, you're thinking of the goal, and you're like, how the hell am I going to get there? Because mm -hmm. yeah. that's what you're thinking, and then putting these barriers in front of you that you're creating on your own. It definitely is mental barriers, because I'm trusting you guys, and I believe I can get myself to that point. I think for me, in my head, I'm just putting this timeline and then I'm having flashbacks to all the troubled breathing I've had trying to run. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, here, here's the cool part. You guys come in here, you're going to get fitted for the right shoe. It's up to you if you want to run in, in the stuff that Fleet Feed would recommend. But they're going to guide you from a shoe to the sock, to the insole, to the nutrition that you need. That's right, nutrition. So you can't eat no, you know, burrito and then be like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna run it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the advisement I need. Right. So you know <laughs> what I mean? If you out there smoking hookah, <laughs> yeah. 
hitting those shots at the lounge, it's going to be tough. But no, I mean, like Dee loves talking nutrition and I've, and I've heard him talk about nutrition and, and it's just amazing because some of that stuff to me, honestly for me, and that's, you got to find your own thing is yuck to me. I found exactly what works for me. But I mean, if you have any questions, man, even if you're not doing the 5K training program, which we want you to do, but if you just call here because you're working, uh, doesn't matter if you're in the medical field, um, whatever work you do, cop, whatever, whatever you do, and you, after a long day, you get aches and pains, your feet are killing you, your heels are killing you, your toes are numb, <laughs> plantar fasciitis, your arches are killing you. The black you, toes. The black toes, yeah. the losing <laughs> the toenail, the neuroma underneath Oof. the foot, all that stuff, my people here can make that disappear yeah so, so it's not even just about the running but just being comfortable and taking care of yourself at the end of the day the yeah definitely taking care of the dogs <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> d man anything else you got for us man what, no. what what is your expectation for this uh 5k training program like you and your heart you know what i mean just what do you feel what, what is it that you want to take away from this the biggest thing i want to achieve is is capturing the Westfield slash Union County running community and, and bringing us together. It feels like right now, a lot of people, it's hard to get people to come to our running events. And I want to build a, a community around here where people support each other, people come out. Um, and I've seen it with our, we have a group run that come, meets every Tuesday at 6.30. Now they all have each other's phone numbers, they text, they meet up on Saturdays now and go for awesome. runs together. They go out to dinner after our group runs here. So that's what I want to build here. I want to build a running community. That's and awesome. hopefully through this training program, we can start that. All right, cool, yeah. man. That is absolutely awesome. Community, community, community. That's what I mean. We've talked about that in, in prior podcasts, it's just building that community, that trust yes, with sir. people, holding each other accountable. Mm -hmm. So if I hit up each, like, yo, I'm running, even if we're not meeting together and she knows that I'm running and I'll post it because she'll see it on her phone, like, yeah. oh my God, he's killing me. It's going to motivate her not to beat yeah. me, but to beat herself. Because mm -hmm. that's the only thing is you're, you're challenging yourself. Become a better person. So when you wake up tomorrow morning and you look in the mirror, you'd be like, or before you go to bed, you look in the mirror, you can say, did, did I better myself today? Yeah. What did I do no matter what? It could be spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. Did I better myself? It really has a big effect on a person mentally. It definitely does. It really does. You change your thought process, just everything. But if you continue to challenge yourself, you're going to continue to better yourself. Right. But you have to be held accountable. That's all it is. Dean, man, it was an absolute pleasure, my brother. Thanks Thank you so much. This is my man, Dean Nice. Thanks. Fleet Feet Thank here you, in Westfield yeah. um, or any other Fleet Feet throughout <clears> the country. Go in. I don't know if you're going to get the same service that you do <laughs> here with Dean and the professor. But please come through. Visit them. They're going to take care of you no matter how and whatever your goal is. They're going to help you get there. Ish, any final thoughts? Um, keep holding yourself accountable. Register. Come see us. Come train with us. And let's do this. Uh, the professor. The professor. Could you hit us with that gem? The gem is brought to you by <laughs> Fleet Feet, Westfield, New Jersey. Come <laughs> visit us. And here's the gem, guys. To get something you never had... You have to do something you never did. That's the gem. D, thank you so much. Ish, we're on location. We're out of Treetop Studios, but we'll be there next week. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for listening to us. D, thank you 
so much for sharing your knowledge. Yes. We super appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Right. Thank you Until very next much. Time. Yes. Ish. Thanks. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Ish here from Talking That Ish and Scheme podcast, That Yurt Will Scheme. I'm here to let you guys know that you can find us on Instagram at Ish and Scheme. Give us a follow, like our posts, get engaged. If you want to listen to our podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, or Amazon Music. Go ahead, give us a follow. We're going to be dropping an episode every Wednesday morning. Stay tuned.